Luke Robinson here, and I'm here to tell you that jointless murder ball is not so much fun when you forget the murder ball. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. No, I haven't showered. No, quit asking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should use Saban's quote with Maria Taylor. Um, Jimmy, I, I don't want to say things are bad, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I signed up for Charter just so I don't have to watch the replay again. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very uh, disenchanted right now with football life in general. That was horrific. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't good, but a few things. I'm not here to pump sunshine. I'm gonna tell it like it is. Uh, period. So I'm not pumping sunshine, but a couple of things. Uh, as my good buddy from BOL, Tim Watts, put it uh, put it very well. Look, first of all, that was Texas, not Texas State. Okay, <laughs> that that was an elite, a very possibly elite football team with elite talent. That for all we know is going to play Georgia for the national championship in January. I mean, they're, 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 they're that good potentially, uh, certainly with, with their frontline guys. So that, that's number one. Uh, number two, we said all spring and summer, all spring and summer, the most likely loss on the schedule is game two against Texas. It's, it's early in the season with a brand-new quarterback, and, and this is not a good recipe here. I mean, when you're looking over the Alabama schedule, what's the most likely loss? The consensus opinion was, was Texas. So, and that's, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so, so that second. Third, I know that one particular player is getting the brunt of it today on social media. I know that. And I'm not saying that he, he he played well and you guys are crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And y'all are you're blind. I'm not saying any of that at all. It's correct. He 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 performed poorly uh, for most of the game. Didn't really give Alabama a chance to win. But but if your solution is play another quarterback, I would like to know how this other quarterback is going to make the offensive line better. Five sacks, nine tackles for loss. Uh, the running backs had. Uh, less than 100 yards on about 25 carries. Uh, and this same group only had 130 yards uh, last week against Middle Tennessee on 30 carries. So we didn't run the ball that great last week either. Jimmy, so, let, me, let me interrupt you for a second and say this. We don't have a player on the team, including our thoroughbred uh, running back, I mean, excuse me, quarterback, who has a total of 100 yards on the year yet. We've yeah, played two games. We don't That's have a perfect. player with a hundred yards in two games. We're a school that has produced a couple yeah. of Heisman Trophy winning running backs. In, and in what I'm last, say, I mean, recently, we're not talking about somebody yeah. else. We're and what I'm going to a school that has running backs. And what I'm going to say sounds so elementary. You're like that isn't football analysis. <laughs> but listen closely. There's only two ways to move a football in in the sport of football. On the ground or through the air. That's it. There's no third way. You either move, you advance the ball on the ground with your running backs or your quarterback, or you advance the ball through the air with your quarterback throwing the ball to an eligible receiver. 
that's two ways. If you can't run the ball well enough to beat your opponent, then you have to throw. All right. So if everyone's idea that I know what will make us a better team, put in Buckner and let him throw it 40 times. Put in Simpson and let him throw it 40 times. Or Lonergan should throw it 40 times. You're wrong if that's your opinion. That, that's not the recipe for success. So it doesn't matter what quarterback is playing right now for Alabama. Alabama's got to figure out how to run the ball or it's going to look pretty bad every week. What's really disappointing is they work so hard on running the ball. This is what they've been working on for months, by the way. This is, this is what they've been working on. And it has absolutely not worked uh, to this point. Now, it's it's super early. Let's see what happens. But I'm just saying, yes, Milrow played poorly. But, yes, we can't run the ball. There was no way. If you'd have told me all summer long, and by the way, I, I you know, when, when it became apparent to me that Milrow was going to start the year as the quarterback back in about May, June, I would have told you then, well, Jimmy, if Milrow's a quarterback and we can't run the ball, what's going to happen? My, my answer would be a uh, total disaster, complete disaster. The, this shouldn't surprise anyone that it doesn't. And, and, and again, I've seen this question three times. One last thing while I'm ranting, and I'll rant the whole show. The, you know, if the team switched quarterbacks, Alabama would have won the game. Uh, yeah, good point. Can we also switch quarterbacks with the New York Jets? Can we switch quarterbacks with the Eagles? Can we switch? Of course, Alabama would be a better team if they had an experienced junior quarterback who was going to be taken in next April's draft. Of course they would. How is that a shot at any quarterback that's not going to be potentially a first round pick next April? Uh, that's yes, Alabama would be better if you switch. If yours was the quarterback at Alabama, they'd be better. True. I'm not sure what points that that's making I mean we have a young inexperienced quarterback no matter which one we're playing so I'm not sure changing quarterbacks is going to fix all of the problems but I agree with anyone that says boy Milrow didn't play well didn't give us much of a chance to win there's just too many errors true true but all right and and I think you're right about that I think we can all agree okay the Milrow love fest that a lot of people had after last weekend is over. That's over. Okay. For now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could come back, but it's, mm -hmm. it's sort of like, what is that in marketing where if you have one bad customer review, you have to have yeah. 10 good customer reviews. I don't know if right. there's enough games to make up for what we saw last time. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'm being serious because he would have to play near perfect to regain everybody's trust. That's not fair to him. I know it's not well. fair to him. But we are unreasonable people. That, that kind of makes Alabama have so much mystique, is that we always think we're supposed to win. I've used the term before. We have a necessary arrogance. That, that, is, that is part of what we are. Now, it sucks when we lose, and especially when we lose by 10 points at home to a former assistant in September in a non-conference game. The number of streaks that were broken yesterday is just crazy. Now, 10 years from now, we'll look back and go, oh my God, those streaks were amazing. Nobody has streaks like that. But the day after those streaks are broken, you're like, what on God's green earth happened? Are we supposed to welcome our new tech overlords now? Because that's what it feels like. Um, but, you know, first of all, we're, we got to go to break in a second, but I have to tell people, 
know, there's people who had worse day. I'm going to throw my name in the hat for worst day. Um, I got it. I had to get up at eight uh, really early because my daughter had a game at eight. You got her doors blown off because I don't know how to coach. Um, I've been coaching and a couple of our girls have been good this whole time, but now other girls start to grow and catch up and they just beat our brains in. So we lost like six to one playing soccer. That's the equivalent of a, you know, 63 to three loss on the football field. Then we'd get down to Bama. Uh, we got our doors blown off there. I mean, again, I know it's in points, but it was not a blowout. It did to me. It did to me. And then um, we'd, we're getting on our bus coming back. Uh, we had a couple of stragglers come in kind of late. I'm used to bed roughly 8, 3, 8, 45. I got into bed at about for a field who's not in terrible shape. This is not. Um, I hope, Jimmy, you were still there. That's all I can hope. Uh, then finally, on the win, I get to watch Auburn somehow win, which a game they should not have. I could clearly see on my phone. It all seemed like we're better, but somehow Auburn won. My dad wrapped up in a nice tidy mood just like that. Regardless, Jimmy, it was a tough one. We're going to continue to talk about it. But right now, I want to tell everybody about athletic brewing. I do love some athletic brewing. Got my sample six pack and they were absolutely delicious. Uh, now, time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Uh, you know who I'll say? I'm going to get credit where credit is. Steve Sarkeesian is my game, uh, changer of the week. Much like Steve Sarkeesian, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. They make non alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And you know what? He made coming into Brian Denny and winning by 10 points seem very easy. It's not been done it since what 06. So yeah, it hadn't been done in a long time. Um anyway, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well crafted, just like a full strength beer. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beers including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. They're fit for modern times, fit for all times. You can drink any of them anywhere, anytime, and make any activity activity enjoyable. I promise you. Uh, it would have helped last night if I'd had some. You can find Athletic Brewing Co uh, Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% off your order. First-time customers, code Locked On to get 15% off that first order at athleticbrewing.com. Jimmy, the rest of this week, we'll probably be wallowing in our own sorrows, but that's okay. Uh, that's just something we're going to continue to do. Let me let me say, I, I think I started to talk about Jalen Milrow for a second. And you're like, okay, you everybody wants to hate on Jalen Milrow. I get it. I get it. And I get that the love fest is over from last week. I understand. You're right. He ain't the real problem. The real problem was the offensive line. The real problem was the offensive line that all summer was like, yeah, we're getting back to Alabama football. And you and I were like, yes, that's what we want. That's what we want to hear. That's, that's a mind that we got to have. They got whipped last night. Not beat, whipped. Like just, mm -hmm. they were, I mean, what they have five sacks, nine total tackles for loss or something. And it felt like Milrow had no 
shot. I mean, even if he were more accurate, which he clearly has an accuracy issue, and he clearly has a hey after my first read, and I made like I was like, what's the big deal about that? What if you don't know their first read? They apparently knew his first read. They should have had more picks than they had. Okay, but if you can't, him, I mean, somehow, some way, if you had told me one team in right name, sacks loss and one one team is going to have a quarterback who's about six three six four runs like a gazelle is built like vulcan the other team has a quarterback who's really good but he's almost kind of i mean he can run but he's kind of statuesque in a sense he's he's not quite the same athlete we all know this and you would say yeah which one do you think got sacked the more? i got sacked more ours is the better athlete because he had so little time and, I mean, then they didn't respect our running game, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them one iota. Look, and here's the other thing. Let's also do this. Let's get this out of the way. Let's say to Texas, congratulations. All I could say, people were trying to, like, talk trash and do all the horns, and I was like, just congratulations. You whipped us. Congratulations. I mean, I don't know what to say. I can't, I can't come back with, we'll see you next year. Number one, I don't think we're playing them next year. Um, number two, uh, you just beat us. You you know that I want to play it. You know, everybody was um, on social media was talking about how, um, was it uh, Oregon? Somebody was doing the we want Bama cheer. Of course they do. They danger it. They're like, why don't they say we want Georgia? I was like, because they can't beat Georgia. I feel like they can beat us right now. I'd want Bama too. Yeah, what's more disappointing to me about the offensive line, Luke, is that, um, you know, the pass protection is really disappointing. But it's, it's just an even bigger disappointment for me that they can't provide enough uh, enough quality blocking in the run game. Again, because Alabama's hope for success in 2023 was built on the idea that this team is going to be able to run the ball, whether it's RPOs or straight runs or QB runs, just run the ball, and uh, then we can have some success. Because no doubt, Jalen Milrow had an easier time making plays in the pass game if, uh, if you can run the ball. And through two games, not just last night, through two games – it just hasn't been good enough. As Luke pointed out, we don't even have a back or a skill player that's over 100 yards rushing for the season after two games. So that's been the biggest disappointment to me. We talked a lot about the weight gains on the offensive line and how huge these guys are and what an advantage that is in the run game. Well, so far, we haven't seen that as an advantage in the run game. And in the past game, uh, I talked about this right in the, on the episode where we were bragging about how big these guys were. I brought up well, how are we going to handle the pass rush when we're that big? And maybe there's a reason that NFL offensive lines aren't as big as the ones that Alabama has because it's just very difficult to block speed rushers when you're 365 pounds. you got to block really fast 250-pound players, you know, that come off the edge. So, uh, gosh, the offensive line's been a disappointment. The running backs, no burst. Uh, and defensively, I'll say this, at one point in the game, Luke, through, through about three quarters, I would say the defense did a heck of a job of keeping us in the game. We were in it largely thanks to a handful of defensive stops. But the fourth quarter was so terrible defensively, it ruined any good will they had created over the first three quarters because that fourth quarter was heinously bad it was it was Knoxville bad it was Baton Rouge bad 
it was final minute 30 of the Clemson National Championship game in 2016 bad. We just we, – we weren't even a speed bump in the fourth quarter. And uh, I get back to a complete lack of pressure on the quarterback. We, we, we absolutely – no sacks. Not only no sacks, did we even hit yours? His jersey – you don't even have to launder his jersey. We took that thing about, hey, let's not rough the passer this year. We took that way too seriously. I mean, we okay, don't rough him, but, I mean, can you touch him? And, <laughs> That's right. Um, and here's the other thing that is very disappointing. And and I think this is, you know, the buzzword now is always culture. You know, you want to have a, a football program, basketball program, whatever, as a certain culture. Is our culture getting to be penalties? We have a lot of them. And we had a lot of them. And I'm going to tell you something. I was in the stands. I have not watched the replay. I don't intend to watch the replay. I don't oh, I am. Jimmy tune Wood. in to BOL. The rewatch thread is going to be unlike one you've seen. Before. I'm going to be, well, I mean, I always tell it like it, like it is. And if, if that's going to include the negatives. So uh, my, my read the rewatch this, thread. My point is this, that the, what I saw uh, from, again, I have great seats, but I mean, it's not as good as TV, but from what I saw, I thought all the penalties were justified. I don't think any of them were like, Oh my God, I can't believe they called that. You know, I don't even know. Now, the one thing about the fumble and advancing the fumble, I guess that could have whatever, but it didn't matter because we stopped them anyway. The next time, next series of downs. And yeah. then you're, you're right about the defense. We need to talk about the defense in a second. I, I need to get to this thing about um, FanDuel. I do want to say this one more uh, thing about Jalen Milrow. This came from uh, this came from one of the Texas players, I think the, the linebacker Ford, Jalen Ford. He said, uh, great – speaking of Jalen Miller, he said he's a great athlete, heck of an arm, but he's a one-read quarterback. When other players say that about your quarterback, that I can't – now, when you and I say it or when some, you know, analyst anywhere else says it, right. so be it. When other players say it, it is very – it seems triply disrespectful because players – generally kind of watch out for each other i mean they always even if you even opposing players would they sort of got each other's back because they know it's a grind they know how hard it is to do the school thing and do the football thing and deal with the pressure especially texas and bama players so when another player says that about a starting quarterback it it feels like it's worse than we thought but so let keep that under your hat for a minute until i read this live read about FanDuel, uh, what a great day if you want to get on FanDuel today. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I just signed up myself. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is official Padna of the NFL. Uh-oh, I lost Jimmy. I hope Jimmy's still there somewhere. I'm just hoping he is. Uh, on my screen, Jimmy is gone, so I'm hoping he's there, and we shall see in just a minute. I do want to say this before Jimmy comes back that um, I want to appreciate everybody who came out and spoke to me, spoke to Jimmy uh, in the game. Some people recognized us and um, they, they just spoke to me. Now they recognize me more than Jimmy because I'm taller. 
Jimmy has more info. Jimmy's smarter, but uh, Jimmy's shorter, so they don't see him quite as much. And uh, I had a buddy from Eclectic. I don't remember his name. I probably shouldn't even call him a buddy. He may may not think I'm his buddy. But we talked for a minute, super dude. Uh, Karen, if you're out there, I know you are. Um, I, I think that uh, it was great meeting you. Love meeting all your friends. I just got a text from Jimmy. That's what the pause was. Uh, I'm going to try and invite him back into this uh, browser and see if he can come back with us. Um, just like everything else, the last 24 hours has stunk to high heaven, including this particular podcast, apparently. But I want to thank the guys over at the Deke House. We went to the Deke House for a minute, and like I had a few people say they love seeing us. Hey, man, appreciate you guys a ton. Thank you all so much. We really do. We love it, and we love doing this, and you guys sort of make it happen. Um, but anyway, as we wait for Jimmy to come back, um, I, I want to talk again and go about those streaks that lost I mean, it really is mind-boggling to me that we lost so many streaks in one game. I mean, and, and we lost so much respect in one game. I mean, the national narrative, we all know this, is going to be Saban's lost his A game. It's gone. Um, and they might be right. Uh, this is the first time I've ever been on the – is Saban, you know, as he turned the corner on the end. I'm sort of on that train right at the moment. I'm trying to decipher – if that is just my um, reaction, immediate reaction, or if that is something that is truly happening. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm getting more and more worried about what the, the expectations this program should have um, going forward because, I, boy, that was just not good. There were so many ways that Texas beat us, and they clearly look like the better team. This was not as – I welcome Jimmy back in. I guess Jimmy's – Jimmy, I don't know if your web crashed or mine crashed. It says I'm still going. So hopefully people have still gotten me doing this. I'm doing like a, a an e-journal at this point. Um, but uh, anyway, let's go back. We can quit what I was saying. Um, here's another thing that bothers me so much about yesterday. And we, we got about three minutes left, so keep that in mind. I think Alabama fans – we, we aren't the best home field advantage. Now, Saban has an incredible home record. And Alabama, in general, has an incredible home record. But we aren't the best in terms of um, home field advantage from, a, like, a loud standpoint. I thought we were last night. I thought the crowd showed up. And I think we wasted that energy. And it's made me think, you know, the other times I think we've showed up lately, 2019 LSU, um, I think we showed up in that late kickoff game, 2015 against Ole Miss. We showed up in the 2011 game of the century. We showed up, I thought, uh, the Iron Bowl 2010. What do all those things have in common, Jimmy? They're all, all awesome. awesome. Yeah, and uh, playing against all good teams. I mean, even in 2015, playing against right. all – but, but, yeah, the I thought the atmosphere was great. The home field advantage was solid. Uh, just disappointing that uh, defense can't pressure the quarterback – Offense can't run the ball. I mean, that, that's that to me is the two biggest problems. Now uh, we can make some changes. Maybe there'll be a change of quarterback. Maybe there'll be some changes on the offensive line. We don't know. That'll be the interesting interesting things to monitor this week. Uh, but again, those two problems that I just outlined are terminal. They're fatal. They're not. Oh, a little glitch here, and uh, oh, we can fix that by playing the number two guy. No, if Alabama cannot run the football. I will tell you, they won't beat anyone that's good. They won't. And defensively, if we don't start pressuring the quarterback, let's remember this. 
two years ago in 2021, Alabama led the nation in sacks. Now, I know we had Will Anderson, but Alabama led the nation in sacks in 2021. We've gone from that to complete inability to pressure the other team's quarterback. And, and that's reflected in, uh, in, in even in last year's sack totals that were disappointing to everyone, even with Will and Dallas both on the team. But last night, it sort of bottomed out to me. Zero sacks, one pressure in the whole first half. That's outrageously bad. Uh, but there were some bright spots, too. We have a good punter. He's good. <laughs> we got a good field goal kicker. He's good, too. He's um, good. Uh, whoever, snaps, whoever snaps back to our holder, I'm pro him snapping <laughs> back to Jalen Milrow from this point forward. Because the only thing that tore up the turf more than our players, our, our, our quarterback getting sacked, were the snaps back to the quarterback. It looked like yeah. somebody was mud riding back there. And then somebody said to me, I was like, why are our snaps always so low? Somebody said, don't do anything about it. Those are the only plays that we do anything well on. Yeah, we uh, uh, Jalen made some lemonade out of some lemons there a few times. Let's be honest, when I, when I talk about how making a change of quarterback isn't just the fix here, I'm talking about things like that. I mean, the, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is if the center's snaps are rolling on the ground. And it may have happened. I, I, I lost count. I'm sure it happened 10 times. I'm sure it happened 10 times. It may have been far more than that. And even once is bad. 10 is like cartoon bad. Like, is that real life? You know, uh, yeah. Montgomery God. Burns did say that to Homer Simpson one time. He said, it says here you've had there have been three meltdowns on your watch. One is too many. <laughs> that's what you're saying. I mean, there've been 10 bad snaps. If I'm saving, I'm like, what is too many? Quit having these. Just, just, yeah. I would rather you snap it too far at this point. You quit short arming the snaps. It's not helping Milrow and the timing of the plays, uh, especially if what's well, is a running play. I mean, that's, that's, it's all built on timing and, uh, and that totally disrupts the timing. So We've got to play better around the quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback is. I mean, I told you, you guys, and I, I predicted all along Ty Simpson would ultimately be the quarterback. Never really changed that opinion. Uh, I've just built confidence in Miller over the summer and then the, the early fall and then the middle Tennessee game. But, uh, hey, I'm fine with playing another guy. I'm not, not defending that. I just want the best quarterback possible playing the games. But if Alabama can't run the ball, can't snap the ball, uh, and then can't pressure the other team's quarterback, it, it just doesn't matter who Alabama's quarterback is. It won't matter at all. It's hard to win the Indy 500 if you don't have wheels on the car, you know? <laughs> um, but, Jimmy, uh, one other thing that uh, I'll say, and then we'll go, we'll, we'll have another pod tomorrow morning for sure. But um, one other thing that we'll say is I, I was thanking everybody who came up to us. I mean, we had an inordinate number of people come up to me, at least. I know some people came to uh, you. And we got to see each other, which is kind of random. But um, – yeah, a lot of people said, man, love the show, appreciate it. And, and and I couldn't thank them enough. Now, I don't remember any of their names. I don't want anybody to be insulted. I'm I'm terrible at that. I was in pregame mode. But, man, I, I, I could say this for Jimmy, that we truly do appreciate you guys. And I know you don't always agree with us, and that's fine. I mean, we're stupid. But we do appreciate your listening. We are. So, um, <laughs> you didn't even, like, agree with the – we appreciate you all. No, he's right about the stupid. I appreciate you all, and we're, pre we're, pre we're pre pretty dumb. I mean, that's <laughs> – I've never claimed otherwise. Well, let me show you how dumb I am. One last little thing. <laughs> I bet on like six games yesterday, and I don't really bet much anymore. I just don't. I bet on six. I felt good. I was 5-0 and oh, headed to Alabama. I let it ride on the tide. 
And now oh. I'm down to the juice. Well, at least now we know who to blame it on. We just, oh, we do. <laughs> we do. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.